Welcome to Breakthrough Prayer Podcast with Pastor Camille Sophia. Thank you for joining us today. We hope it gives you a reason to know that the time for transformation is here, and that time is now. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. And we pray that this word will not return void, but there will be an accomplishment in the house. And so, Lord, I decrease now and allow you to increase as we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I just want you to give your neighbor my sermon title. Uh, it's going to be a different kind of sermon. I may not follow uh, the rules of homiletic, homiletics in order to get what I need to say uh, in the way I want to say it uh, through the Holy Spirit. Uh, the theme is flip the script. Flip the script. Let the body of Christ arise. Flip the script. Let the body of Christ arise. Uh, two points. Number one, don't forsake assembling together. Number two, love one another. By way of introduction, it is very, it's every pastor's desire to shepherd a healthy church. Church attracts broken people. However, once we identify with Christ, submit to him and purpose in our hearts to live according to his word, we should never remain in a broken state. Members who remain broken damage the church, stifles the growth and potential cause division and affect the spiritual atmosphere of the church. I would like to submit to everyone under the sound of my voice that as a member of the body of Christ, you have a responsibility to positively impact and advance the church. Your life should become an instrument of righteousness filled with love unity power forgiveness submission and honor uh, I was reading through the book the nine marks the, the book nine marks and there are six responsibilities of church membership and because of time today I'm only going to do two of them and so uh, many times when we preach, we preach uh, messages that feels good, that makes us feels good, uh, messages uh, to empower. But today I really want us, as we listen to the message, to really examine ourselves in the kingdom, examine our position in the kingdom examine our responsibility in the kingdom don't forsake assembling together you see gathering together in the name of the Lord Jesus is part of what makes a church a church the author of Hebrews commanded his readers not to forsake assembling together Every church member should prioritize the Lord's day of worship with the people of God. 
Fellowshipping together is God's command to the church. You see, when we, the believer, come together, there is a synergy and a fellowship and a sense of belonging to a community. Assembling together has both health and spiritual advantages. You see, from a health standpoint, it is advantageous because, number one, you get guidance from social support. There's good influence. It promotes accountability and routine, and there's discipline. It teaches morals and good manners. There's inspiration and motivation, and it reduces stress. Those are the health reasons of getting together. But it's not just for, from a health standpoint, why God wants us to assemble together. But if you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, there are a lot of benefits. In Ephesians 4, Paul explained that the local church is the organization designed by God, listen to this, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. You see, as we each do our part, we cause growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. It is very important to be a member of a local church. Because it brings opportunities to work together and to worship together and to rejoice together. It brings one under the discipline of the group and the oversight of men qualified to watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. So when you're absent, God will ask the pastor what happened to so and so because the pastor must give an account for your soul and so if you are a part of the fold and we don't see you around Jesus says he will leave the 99 and go for the one and so assembling together is very important because God will always charge the pastor because the pastor has to give an account. Uh, we understand that the apostle Paul after he was a saver the Bible says in Acts 9.26 that he tried to join the disciples. Uh, there is a a very important uh, reason why Hebrews 10 24 to 25 in the, is in the Bible it says and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some and the B part says but exhorting one another and so much the more as the day approaching. Uh, I would like to submit to you this afternoon uh, that when you begin to read the history of the Bible, men fought uh, for the assembling of ourselves together. You see, people 
were killed for it. They were burned for it. There were people who were sawn asunder because of assembling together. Some were dipped in boiling oil. Others were imprisoned and stoned to death. And the reason why the devil tried to mess up the early church is because he knew the power of unity. Ah, can I go further? I want to submit to you that this COVID-19 is not just for us to wear masks. It's not just for us to walk around looking sick. But can I tell you that if the church is not cognizant of the devil, we will fall susceptible to his plan. But the devil love social distancing and the devil love for us to stay away and the devil is enjoying all of this he's having a field day because when you log in on the screen there's no accountability because nobody will see you when you come to church you can log in and you could run around your house and you can be distracted and you can do all manner of evil and don't open your camera but I want to submit to the church this afternoon because the Bible says don't be ignorant to the devil and his devices and the devil would want this pandemic to stay longer than anything else because as long as the church doors are not open he know that some people never like church in the beginning and they never love God in the beginning and they wanted an excuse not to go to church and they've got their ticket oh but I come to submit to somebody that don't get comfortable in COVID-19 church of the living God it's not time to cut your turn and look cute but you got to know what time it is because the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and when your social distance he can tear you up, rip you up, put you down and leave you to die. But I want the church to open their eyes. Open up your spiritual eyes, not your physical eyes. And discern the time. We need to understand that even though we are not in the sanctuary we must learn uh, to do things in a way that we reverence and love God yes you might not be able to come to the sanctuary but come on get dressed come to the screen come in an attitude that yes I'm in church good God almighty sing the song tell the family it's my church hour from 11 to 2 don't disturb me put a don't disturb sign on your door 
and said, devil, even though I may not be able to brave it to go in the sanctuary for many other reasons, but you know what? You're not going to get my worship because the Bible says that there is a day of rest and I know we can become very Canadianized, but if you forget the day of rest, God is going to hold you accountable. There's a day of rest, even in COVID-19. Turn off the stove, put down the chores, come to the worship service and give God. Give God the honor, give him the praise. Oh, I was going to do my own sermon, but the Lord says, you got to speak on this. I was going to give up the pulpit, but God says, you got to speak on this because the church is sleeping, but you got to wake up because it's when the church sleep that the devil coming for the killer. He loved the social distancing. He's having a field day. But I charge the church. Arise as a soldier. And say devil. You're not going to put a mask. On my praise. No mask. On my worship. No mask. On my hallelujah. No mask. And thank you Jesus. You can't muzzle me. Whether I'm in the house, before the screen, in the sanctuary, I'm going to give God the praise. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to praise him. Comes what may, nothing is going to steal my joy. No screen, no Zoom, no life, no pandemic, no COVID-19. No hand sanitizer, none of those things. Paul said, None of these things move me. Adonai, gird up yourself, position yourself. It's the end time. End time, it's the end time, it's the end time. And the devil is having a field day with the pandemic. Because the most affected will be the church. Ah, because, how can I go back to it? Don't forsake the assembling of yourself together. Something happened. How many couldn't, couldn't make it this morning? You see, when Saturday come, every hell broke loose. And everybody will, some people will take the bait and says, I'm not coming. Why do you think the saint go through so much warfare from Saturday night? You think the devil don't have other people to go mess up. But he look for every sanctified saint. Every believer that you can't get your word. You can't come to deliver because you want to put a mask on it. But the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Satan, you can't get me. Not even in the 
pandemic not with COVID-19 my eyes are open come on church I'm tunnel vision oh glory be to God don't lose focus keep your eyes on the prize keep your eyes on the prize keep on moving don't stop We need a unified front. Zoom people come, dress up, ready to worship. We're not forcing you to come out, but come to your screen with a heart of worship. Why you let the screen shut down your worship as if you come to receive like a spectatorship. You know, worship is participation. It's not a spectatorship. We're not having a concert. I didn't come to do a performance. I am not a gospel artist or an artist. My good God Almighty, there's no performance here. There has to be involvement in worship. Whether you're on the screen or in the sanctuary or the Facebook live, but you better come with a heart of worship, with an attitude of worship. Ah, I wish the church would realize what time it is and says we're going to shut down the devil. We're going to shut down the devil. Oh, but the pandemic is ravaging and the church want to keep quiet. But the devil is a liar. Let every sanctified believer who trusts in the almighty God arise and stand before this pandemic and say stand down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I command you Satan in the name of the Lord. Drop your weapons. Drop your weapons. Put down your weapons. Because we're a warrior. A Christian warrior. With our weapons. In our right hand. Warrior. Men died for this. Men died for this. Men fought for this. Don't get it twisted. Don't get excited to be home. Don't get excited to be separated. We should be falling on our knees and say, God, you said it. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. I'm not, let me put a disclaimer, I'm not throwing words on anyone who decide to stay home. I'm saying if you're staying home, come like you're in the sanctuary, 11 to 2, and say, God, these are my four hours. That's all I can do out of the 24 hours in the day for one week. I can bring myself bring these things under my body and discipline myself that I'm going to be away with him, away from the noise, away to be with him. My God, I'm going to discipline myself. Can you, do you 
you know that some of you would have win your family in this pandemic if they saw you got up, got dressed, put on your makeup, go to the Zoom and worship every Sunday. But you join with them to have fun. They're going to question your faith. They're going to question your religion. They're going to question your God. But you better know that the sinners are watching. The world is watching. And church, we got to get to that place where we understand the kingdom of the almighty God. Because the kingdom suffer violence. But we need some blood wash. Born again sanctified believers. To take it by force. And I'm running on. I want to do point number two. So number one, don't forsake the assembling together. Maybe you wonder why I read 1 Corinthians 13. The other thing that the church must do in this pandemic is love one another. Love. What is love? You see, has anyone ever really sat down and meditate what it really means to love someone? You see, this term defines God's immeasurable, incomparable love for humankind. It is the divine love that comes from God. You see, agape love is perfect and unconditional and sacrificial and, and pure. You see, God, he didn't say, uh, uh, God has love. English. It says, God is love. That's what agape means. That anytime you come in contact with God, all you will pull out of him is love. Because that's what he is. Not what he has, what he is. You see, God does not merely love. He is love. Everything that God does flows from his love. 1 Corinthians 13 powerfully define what true love look like. It says love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It does not proud. It's not proud rather. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. And listen to this. Love always protects and always trusts and always hopes and always perseveres. Love never fails. Ah, let me explain it to you. The Bible spoke that Jesus, um, the lawyer came to Jesus in Matthew 22, 35 to 40. And he says, uh, ask him the question to tempt him. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind 
This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. You see, in the Old Testament, they were caught up uh, with only focusing on breaking the law. You see, but their hearts were not at the place. However, Jesus came to fulfill the law and in fulfillment, uh, you see, is a greater understanding of love. Jesus is love in flesh. So when the lawyer asked the question, he wanted to heighten their understanding of love because law was still in them. Jesus said unto them, you must love God with all of your heart, your mind, and your soul. And you must love your neighbor as yourself. You see, to really love God is first to love him from your heart. You see, out of your heart flows the issues of life. But when you love God and issues come, it does not affect the love. You see, God is love. Agape is unconditional. It means it is nothing that you can't do. Ah, that God will not still love you. It doesn't matter what happened. God is love. And because there is love, there is mercy. You see, the problem we face is that the love we have is not out of our heart. How do you know? Because when issues come, you leave the church. When things get too hard, you pack it in on God. So the love you had was surface love. But when you really love God, you love him with your issues. You love him in your storms. You love him in your trials. You love him irregardless of what is happening to you. Uh, if you're sick, you will still love him. If you're broke, you will still love him. If you're happy, you will love him. And if you're sad, you will still love him. When there's no food on the table, you will still love him. Oh, when the children are out of order, you will still love him. When the devil come to mess you up and thought that he had a number on you, you will brush yourself off, put yourself together and says, devil, you didn't know the love I have for God. It goes deeper than issues. It goes deeper than storm. It goes deeper than what you can see on the surface. You can't test me with nothing because the love I have will bring me back to the place. My love is not unquestionable. My love is authentic. My love is true. My love is real. So bring it on, devil. Cause when you bring it on, you just catapult me into another dimension. Because I'll worship on it. I'll praise God on it. I 
I'll shout hallelujah on it. I'll dance on it. I'll run on it. Everything I got to do, I'm going to do it. Because issues don't move me from the place God called me to. Don't test me out. Because if you mess with me, I'm just going to take it higher in my mess. I know my Redeemer lives. I love him. I love God. I can't explain it. But every now and then, I feel his presence and his glory. And sometimes, I want to give up. I want to give in, but the love is drawing me. The love is drawing me. The love I have is drawing me. I want to let go, but the love is keeping me. The devil come, but the love is keeping me. It's the love. It's a love. I love. So he told the lawyer, until you can move the love, will you love God with everything in your heart? Every mess that you came to the church with, every brokenness, every disappointment. And then he says, you must love him in your soul. What does that mean? Is it the soulish realm? is where the devil attacks because it's in the soul you have all the passions but he says if you can love God deep in your soul that when different passions come uh, to move the Holy Spirit out of center stage you just said devil no 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 this thing I have down in me you can't take center stage it's only one that will rule on the throne and it's the Lord God Almighty so devil leave me because I love him not just in my heart but deep in my soul way down in my soul way 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 down in my soul something happened not on the surface but it's down in my soul every now and then i feel him down in my soul oh the songwriter says then sins my soul my savior caught to me how great thou art in my soul and then he says you must love him with your mind why the mind ideas take place in the minds the mind is like a computer that controls the body and if you want to mess up a computer and you use an object to destroy the computer 
but you did not get to the CPU, the central processing unit. The computer only needs a monitor and it's good to go. What am I saying? If you're gonna love God, it has to be in your mind because the mind control your actions and the mind control everything that you do. Ah, that's why the Bible says, let this mind be in me that was in Christ Jesus. So you see, when the devil is coming after you, what do you think he come after? The mind. He told you about everything you did or happened to you from you were two years and up. And he showed you all the people that don't like you. And he told you a whole bunch of foolishness every now and then. Why do you think he comes to you with all of those things in your mind? You think it's because he like you? He's trying to mess up the mainframe. He know the Holy Ghost is in the mainframe. And as long as the Holy Ghost is in the mainframe, the Holy Ghost is going to order your steps in the word of God. And as long as the Holy Ghost is there, you cannot be defeated. As long as the Holy Ghost is there, you're unstoppable. As long as the Holy Ghost is there, you're an overcomer. As long as the Holy Ghost is there, you wear the victor's crown. So he says, as long as God is in control of the mind, I don't stand a chance. So every now and then, he creeps up in the mind, unaware. He creeps up in the mind and he whispers something and he showed you something and he tell you something and then you entertain the thought you begin to ponder the thought and that thought turned into some other things and then it start to show feelings attitude start to come because you see the mainframe got messed up oh can i go a little bit deeper anybody who smoke marijuana know it's not the marijuana from back home i can tell you that they put some stuff on it and when you begin to smoke marijuana it mess up your brain cells and it can't function why do you think when people take drugs where do you think it shoots it hits them in the mind in the brain it shoots them high and the next time they want the same fix and then you know what the devil start to do some things in their mind they don't know if it's day or night not hot or cold because the devil wants the young people mind because you see when they drink and smoke weed it opens a portal somebody speak to me and when you as a parent tell them they don't get it a portal is open and demons flood in the mind and then the next thing you know you're good good up the young people will say you're good up good up Pitney. my goodness turn worthless because the mind got messed up but God is saying don't pollute the mind keep the mind clean put some scriptures in the mind put some worship in the mind put 
the glory in the mind. Put God in your mind. Put the Holy Spirit in your mind. Clean up your mind, church. Clean up your mind. God, I need a new mind. I want a mind like yours. A mind that knows no ill, no grudge, no hatred, no wickedness. But I need a mind like God. see the thing is and I'm gonna close the thing about it is that after he said that and I can't even go close I can't even see everything I want to say then he said to love your neighbor as yourself this is the part where the church is getting an F because if you love your neighbor as yourself and your neighbor is hungry you're not going to let yourself starve. Oh, if you love yourself and you're going through, you're going to want comforting. But it's a selfish church. It's an era where the church has a strange fire, a strange shout. Because they shout hallelujah. Oh, they got the gifts. And some have some strange anointing where they act like they're deep. They, they dress weird and they act weird like they're deep. But the only deep they have is what you see on the outside. Deepness come with love. Oh, glory be to God. It is love that changed the trajectory of mankind. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. My goodness, he says you must love. I believe if the church would just listen to this message and start loving, we wouldn't have place to put people. But you see, it's a strange love because when I was doing the message, the Holy Spirit says it's kind of like when you're, you know, when somebody is married to a man and the man beats you. And then after he beats you in the night, he wants to make love with you. But he never apologizes and he don't care. But he says he loves you, but he beats you. He abuses you and he says he loves you. And some of you are saying that is sick. Well, that's what's in the church sometimes. It's a sick love. Ah, a sick love. But let every man work out his salvation with fear and with trembling. But we got to get back to the right kind of love where we love God with our heart our mind, our soul, and love our neighbor as ourselves, then we will understand how to treat others because it's God in us, the hope of glory. And it is not that we have love, but we are love. Anywhere we go, others will see love in us. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Oh, perfect.
like love oh rich and pure oh measureless and true for it reaches to the highest mountain it flows to the lowest valley there is no place where God's love doesn't go Adonai ministries I call you to love I charge you to love I command you to love get back to love love your neighbor love your enemies love 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 one another I'm coming down do everything in love above all love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins love each other as I loved you said Jesus no one has ever seen God but if we love one another God lives in us and his love is made complete in us be devoted to one another in love honor one another above yourselves God is calling the church to love love God wherever we're not lovely help us to get back to this place in conclusion no athlete joins a team hoping to sit on the sidelines every practice and every game church membership is far from important than participating in team sports but sadly individualism consumerism easy believism and unbiblical church polities have left many church members intentionally or unintentionally sidelined are you a church member don't settle for the bench Jesus calls all of us to get up and get to work flip the script it's not just the pastor to do the work he calls you to get up and do the work Thanks for listening. Our mission here is simple, to bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation. We hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adoniministries.ca to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one six four seven eight eight two nine seven zero eight right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries, 
transforming lives through the kingdom of God.